0: about you but I'm glad Jesus stepped in huh? thank the Lord I'm glad I'm saved this morning. I'm glad I'm saved every morning aren't you? I tell you what in this old world with all the troubles and the struggles and the trials and uh, I just uh, this morning I was in, in my, my, my gun room. that's my spiritual room too and I was, I was listening to hymns and uh, instrumental hymns and just you know I found it just soothed my soul. And uh, I'm just—I just, I just made me stop and thank the Lord that I'm—I'm I'm His. I'm glad that I am. What the seesaw? What the seesaw? Let's ask the Lord help us, Father. Thank you again for all you do for us, and Lord, uh, for loving us, and and Lord, where we deserve to be in hell burning right now, and yet you went to the cross. And died for us there on that cross. Suffered like no man ever suffered before. Took the sins of, not just my sins, but the sins of the world upon you. We thank you for it. I pray this morning that we might learn something from your blessed book. Lord, you gave us your word. How, how fortunate we are today to be able to have the word of God. And hold it in our hands and preach from it and read it and study it. The comfort that it brings us. the Guidance that it gives us. Lord, help us now this morning, help me as I preach, my mind to be clear, and uh, Lord, help me say what I need to say. May I say it with power, and not my power, but Holy Spirit power, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Many times in in the Psalms, we find that there's struggles that go on. I think we all know that. That happens in our lives. But we find in the, in the Word of God uh, the struggle between good and evil. And uh, boy, that's in, before our eyes all the time the struggle between Satan and God. Satan keeps rearing his, his ugly head and uh, causing all kinds of problems. And, and uh, between the people of God and the people of the devil. Uh, I just, I mean, just, just think about it that we, we struggle between things like that. And it all began in the Garden of Eden. When that man did not listen to God, and, you know, we all like to blame him, say, Adam and Eve. And yet, we do the same thing Adam and Eve did oftentimes. We just don't listen to God. We think we're smarter than him, and, 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 and you say, well, preacher, you know, but the temptation comes to listen to this and listen to that. You know, the temptation comes, but God has given us a way of escape. We don't have to listen to those things. Now, I know the devil's really powerful. He is. I'm not saying devil bring it on. Because I know he's powerful. But I also know this. He is a defeated foe. You know, I I don't want the devil to bother me. But I know that God can take care of everything. I'm just mere flesh. But I know the devil's a beaten foe. He's not a threat to God. devil came along and thought he can really do pull one over on the Lord one day, didn't he? After the Lord had been fasting for 40 days, the devil came along and said, hey, t- turn those rocks and turn that rock into bread. Now, I don't know about you, but if I haven't eaten for 40 days, I have trouble over 40 minutes. 40 days, can you imagine he's not eating? The devil said, turn that rock into bread. I mean, what's the sin of turning it into bread? What's the sin of bread? Nothing wrong with it. But he would have been doing what the devil said. You know, the devil thought he can pull one on the Lord, but the Lord pulled one on him. The Lord didn't make bread. The Lord didn't jump off the pinnacle there. The Lord said, you know what? You've got to live by every word, of the word, every word in the word of God. And so I know the devil's a defeated foe, and one of these days, you know, I'm looking forward to two days. I'm looking forward to the rapture. Amen? Amen. But I'm also looking forward to the day that Satan is cast into the bottomless pit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good for him. So all preacher sure They or not. No, I am glad he's going to be put in that pit. He's going to be a lot of folks there with him, too, sad to say. But Psalm 114 was written about the struggles of God's people. God's people, we think of them, this Israel, we think about even today the struggle that's going on over there. I'm sure glad I live where I live. I can't imagine some of the atrocities that's happened over there. And it makes me so mad that people want to deny things and, and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, and, you know, there's always going to be the deniers. There's going to be those knuckleheads, those idiots, I think. Well, I call them all the time. But uh, uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, God's people will always struggle. And it seems that Satan never gives up. And when I say God's people, I think of Israel. But I think of God's people that are saved people. There's people, and Satan does not give up. And we're gonna struggle. And there's gonna be constantly problems that are gonna come into our life. You know, sometimes I wish I could tell people if you get saved, everything will be fine. That's not what happens. Because the devil's still there. You know, I wish I wish the Lord would just today put the devil in hell. Amen. Then again, I've got a problem with the devil, I got a problem with something else. It's called the flesh. So, the way to fix this is for the rapture to take place. Amen. <laughs> hey, I get a new body. Won't that be something? We'll be perfect someday. You know, I, it, when you see me, it'll be like the same me. <laughs> but what happens? We'll all be perfect someday. Won't that be great? But we're not there yet. and We're going to go through struggles. Now, I'm not here this morning to try to tell you why we go through the struggles. I'm not here this morning to try to to try to help you understand the reason for the struggles that come into our lives. But what caught my eye was this, verse number three, the sea saw it. The sea saw it. I thought those words like that kind of caught my attention, sea saw. But the sea saw it. Kind of interesting that the sea would be able to see something like that, and that. But that's what God said there. And what we find here in this portion of scripture is is, is what, what what God was doing the, the, is the account of God bringing Israel out of Egypt. Look at verse number five. What ailed thee, thou sea, that thou fleddest, thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? He's talking about the sea and also the river Jordan. Of course, we know that the two of them were parted. You say, you believe that? I say, you don't? Of course, God parted the sea. You know, scientists say, well, that's an impossibility. Yeah. And yet, you believe in evolution? You know, I mean, I mean, think about it. God created everything, and if God created everything, God created the sea, He created the rivers. You know what He can do? He can stop the waters. That's what He did. The Red Sea was opened up for the, for the benefit of the people of Israel. You see, God delivered them from the, one of the most, well, I have to say not one of the most, but the most powerful nation at that time. And God delivered them from Pharaoh in a, in a situation that was, that was like, how in the world is this ever going to work out? They were under Pharaoh's uh, dominion there. But my God's bigger than Pharaoh. My God was able to get them out, and the children of Israel, oh, it was difficult there, but there was, there, you see, Pharaoh didn't count on this. He just looked at the children of Israel. He didn't look and see children of Israel, Israel's God. And so what happened, the Jordan River was parted, the water heaped up, and I think it's interesting. Now, now here, here's the thing. Let me back up just one little thing. First of all, the sea parted. They came to the sea after they brought out of I, I, uh, Egypt, and the sea parted. But then it brings up about the Jordan River. And of course, we know it was parted too, but I, I think there's something really wonderful here. That God did this to show the nation Israel, I'm with you. I'll take care of you. But then when, the, when it was the, 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 uh, uh, not the sea, but the Jordan River, it was God saying, hey, you young folks. You, you may have heard the old folks talking about the, ri- the sea being parted. I'm going to show the next generation that I can still part the waters. Let me tell you something. I know it's 2023, and I believe my God can still part the waters. Amen. You say, why doesn't he do it? God can. I just believe that. I believe God can do anything but fail. So God can deliver even in the most impossible situations in our lives as we find it was in, in the situation with Israel. Imagine, they've finally been set free after the, the time of the Passover, and, and and finally Pharaoh said, get them out of here, and they begin to leave. And all these all these Jews are, are filing out of there, and they're on their way. And it's like, man, we're finally set free, and then they've got mountains on either side. They've got, the, they, they've got the, the sea in front of them. What are they going to do now? And all of a sudden, if it's not bad enough now, now they've got uh, 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 Egypt, uh, uh, come, uh, Pharaoh coming after them. What are they going to do? They've they're, 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 they got, they got problems on each side. But they have God. They look and they think, what are we going to do? We can't, we can't go through that, that. That sea will drown. We can't climb these mountains on the sides. And if we stay here, surely we're going to die. But there's a God. Do you know what? Sometimes when it looks like it's all enclosing in on you, there's still a God in heaven. If he could part the sea, he can take care of you in your circumstance too. Sometimes we get so entangled in our circumstances, though, that we fail to see what's happening, what the Lord's doing. The Lord uses some of the circumstances we go through to teach us something and to help us to learn to trust him. You know, you see, here's a dad. Dads do this. I don't know why we like to throw our kids. But dads like to throw their kids sometimes. I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe you guys have half a brain. But, uh, but dads will go like this. The child sits standing there on a chair, and, and dad says, Come on ahead, jump to me. And the child's scared at 1st did isn't he? They go, No, no, listen, I promise you I'll take care of you. Jump. And that child jumps, scared to death. What's out of their mouth next? Do it again. <laughs> right? Do it again. That kid's not scared anymore. Do you know why? He's trusted his father. He jumps up on the chair and jumps again. And then dad's not there, and the big brother says, Hey, jump. And the kid jumps. He goes, See ya. And uh, uh, lets him fall. But what happens? He trusts his father. You know, sometimes I understand it gets scary and we don't know what to do with our circumstances. And I think sometimes we fail to see what God is doing. God is trying to get us to trust Him in the circumstances that happen in our life. I think sometimes it's kind of like that saying that we can't see the forest for the trees. We just see our problems instead of seeing the God that can take care of it. Sometimes we find despair in adversity. Sometimes we find disquietness in continued tribulation. Sometimes we find discouragement in heaven's silence. Does it sometimes seem like the heavens are silent? God, I've been praying, but God still hears. And sometimes we find dread in the view of our enemies. I find three times though in nature, where it fled the presence of the power of God. I mean, stop and think about the power of God today. But I thought three instances here In nature, Revelation 20 verse 11 talks about the heavens fled from the face of the Son of God at the great white throne judgment. The heavens fled. In Revelation 16, 19 and 20, it says the islands fled from the judgment of God on the city of Rome, which is the Babylonian harlot. In Psalm 114 verse number 3, the Red Sea fled from the judgment of God upon Pharaoh who persecuted the people of God. You think about it, God parted that sea for the children of Israel to go across on dry ground. And you say, preacher, I can understand. Maybe God parted the sea, but if that sea has been there, it's going to be muddy ground. Listen, if God could part the sea, he can dry the ground. I think God could just let his breath be on it, and it would dry it up. And here is it it's all dry, and children of Israel go over on dry ground. Oh, wasn't it wonderful what God was able to do there and, and, and parted that sea. But, uh, you know, a, a, but God was going to also use that to bring judgment upon Pharaoh and his crowd. Because after Israel got across, they decided, well, we'll go after them. But the sea's parted and there's dry ground, let's us go. And they did. And God said, time's up. And the waters came back and drowned them. You say, Preacher, that sounds so mean. You know what? I know a lot of people today are talking about what God allows to happen sometimes being mean. But you see, don't mess with God's people. God said, I'm going to take care of them. Those people went across there. You know, think about this. They didn't have any universities protesting it either. Amen. Amen. Now, don't get me started. You say amen, or I'm going to get mad and just park there a while and, and yell and scream for a little bit. But I'm getting hungry, so just let's say amen and go. But I want us to deal with this one miracle, the parting of the Red Sea. It's beyond human comprehension how it could happen. Yeah. I would love to see it happen. And it's hard for me to comprehend because I never saw it happen before. But a sea... It parts. I know my God's big enough, but wouldn't it be awesome to see, to see it happening? And I think about the sea. Got to see it happen. What the sea saw is what I want to talk to you about. You say, preacher, what did the sea? What did the the C see? I <laughs> said C, C C Senor. But uh, what did, what was it that the C saw? Hey, Amen. That was my Spanish lesson for the day. All right. I was here the other day talking to uh, Will Will and Walden Walden and was talking to him and his mom. Well, I wasn't talking. I was trying to talk to his mom, but I, couldn't, I she could She couldn't. She can't speak English. You know. We're going back and forth, and I'm just there like ah. Uh, back and forth like this. And finally, they said, all right. Wilton said, I'm going to have to leave now. We're going to go. And I said, how do you say goodbye? And what was it? Adios. And he goes, adios. That was my Spanish. I went, adios. And she smiled, adios. (laughs) I know Spanish now. (laughs) But you know what? When I think about how the, the sea saw something there that day, the sea saw what? The people of God, God's chosen people. I think I already said it, but here's some good advice. And I'm giving, I'm going to give you some good advice on every one of these statements that I'm going to bring up here this morning. Here's some good advice for us to start off with: Don't mess with God's people. You know, old devil. He said, he's going. I'm going to give you a hard time, but you know what? Don't mess with God's people because you see the Lord's still in control. And you know, with, with people, this world, the, the government tries to. Uh, I'll tell you what, poor brother uh, uh, Nibby over in in, um, Romania. All of a sudden, the government's saying, hey, you know what? I don't think your church is tax exempt. And so they're now wanting to give them a huge bill to pay their taxes. You know what I'm saying? Romania, you better behave yourself. You give them Catholics... Uh, tax-exempt status, you give everybody else in your country tax-exempt, That's a church, that is a church, no doubt about it, and they ought to give them take. I'll tell you what, they, heavy, heavy hangs on their head if they mess with that church, because those people are God's people. Amen. Don't mess with God's people. Don't mess with God's people. The seesaw of God's people. You know, you remember when, 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 uh, when, when in trouble, uh, uh, we're, we're God's people, we're, we're, our, we're our his children, and he, and he cares for us. He's going to take care of us. Why? We're because we're his. My, my parents, when I, got in tr- when I would have problems and troubles, my parents ran to help me. When I was sick as a little baby and they took me to the hospital, the doctor said, hey, you need to take him to a specialist and then take me to the hospital. I'm glad my parents were there. The neighbors did not come to help me. My mom and dad came to help me. My Heavenly Father comes to help me too. All the time. He loves and cares for His people. I'm glad God loves us today. Amen. You know what's what's such a blessing to me? Is He loves me even though I know I'm very unlovable. I mean, why would God still love us even as short, as, as many times we fall short? But God still loves us. The sea also saw the purpose of God. God was bringing His people out of Egypt to bring them into Canaan. God had a purpose in opening those waters up, because He made a promise He's going to bring His people out of Egypt, and He did. Well, Pharaoh drug his feet a lot, didn't he? He said, "I'm not going to let them go," and he said, "Well, if I, maybe I will, no, I'm not going to." And man, up and down, all kinds of things. But you know what? God said, "All right, it's going to happen. Finally, Passover is just too much for him." And the blood was not put, they didn't put blood on their doors except for God's people. And the firstborn would die and they said, all right, that's it. We can't handle any more. And, 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 and they're, they're, they're suffering because of the rejection of God. God's people, they get news. Hey, we can leave now. And they, they had been held captive. they have been slaves. And now they're able to be set free. God had a purpose. And that was to set the people free. I think we could say this too. Don't mess only with God's people, but don't mess with God's purpose. For God's people, it was to bring them out of Egypt, through the wilderness, into the promised land. And then God also, his purpose was this. Not only to free the children of Israel, but to destroy Pharaoh and his armies. My God's powerful. He's mighty. And that's what happened at that time. Think about it. Pharaoh was fighting against God. Pharaoh, I'm sure, was thinking he's fighting against Israel. But he was fighting against God. You don't fight against God and get away with it. You don't fight against God and win. God always wins. So the sea saw the people of God. The sea saw the purpose of God. It also saw the place of God. God's chosen place was the Red Sea. God said, that Red Sea is going to be the place where I'm going to deliver my people. I'm going to let them get free of the Egyptians. Now think about it. it. They had left Egypt, but there was the sea in front of them now. God said, I am going to let them go completely free here. I'm going to set aside here a place for them. And this is going to be the place of that Memorial for them of God setting them free. I think we could say this too. Don't mess with God's place. You know what I think God's place is today? Is the local church. Don't mess with the place. You know, a lot of people hate hate the church anymore. I don't mean just ours, but the church. I'm talking about those churches preaching the word of God. I mean, you, you look at the, the, the destruction is trying to be made. But, you know, the, the thing is, you don't mess with God's place. You know, I'd have to say this, Christian. Don't cause problem in God's place. Don't cause it. You say, you, you, you know, it's kind of like this. If you've got a problem, quietly tiptoe away. You know what angers me a lot? How much time do you have? People get mad and cause a fuss and then try to get other people to leave. Yeah. I, maybe I ought to get over it, but I have a hard time getting over that. I mean, I understand our church is not for everybody. And if people get mad, fine. You know, if you find a place, if you find a good church to go to, that's all right. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm going to miss you. I don't want that to happen. But don't go some liberal place and don't go and try to get people to leave. That just makes me, I'm telling you, you say, you're getting in the flesh. Well, I am in the flesh. Don't mess with this place. I've had, I've had folks come to church and say, you know, so-and-so, they, they were over my house. They're trying to get me to go to such-and-such church. And again, I get so mad about that. You say, preacher, I'm praying for you. Well, you need to really pray. But I just believe this, don't mess with it. Don't mess with God's man. Don't mess with God's place. He said, preacher, you think you're something. No, but I think God's place is something. And I'll say this too. And there'll be a day if the Lord tarries, I will not be here. But with the next guy that's here, it's still God's place. Don't mess with God's place. God brought Israel to the Red Sea. And God both authors and allows circumstances in our lives where the devil tries to take us, take us down. He does his best to try to do it. I'm sure the devil thought, oh yeah, Israel, you think you're free? All right, go on on your way. Go on down that path right there. But I know the sea's at the end. Why, you're not going to make it? The devil thought. But there's a God in heaven, says, oh devil, who do you think made that sea? Who do you think made that path down through there? Who do you think made them mountains out there? God said, I did. Oh, but Lord, and Jesus, they're they're, they're not going to make it. There's that sea there that's going to destroy them. And the Lord says, oh, no, I made it. I'll take care of them. I'm sure the devil's thinking, what in the world is he going to do? Well, let me say this. If God was able to cover the earth with a flood, he can make it a desert too. Amen. That's how big my God is. I mean, I just kind of want it in between there, amen? But God was able to, uh, uh, was going to do a great miracle here, and God was in complete control when everything seemed to be out of control. Can you imagine, especially the, I mean, all those Israelites, there was a big group of them following. You know, I think the scariest part was for those that are in the front. You know, those people that always had to be in the front of the line. You ever see like that in school, remember that? I'm first! I'll tell you what, it was probably one of those days you really didn't want to be first. Because now you've got these millions of people ready to stampede on you. And there's a, there's a sea in front of you. What am I going to do? Now quit looking at the sea. Quit looking at the rocks. Quit looking behind you. And look up. God, what are we going to do now? God says, part the waters. And the seesaw. It is departed, saw God's people, he saw God's purpose, God saw God's saw God's place. Huh. You know, our problem in the midst of our troubles, our problem is this we fail to see what the sea saw. You know what we ought to do this morning? We need to open our eyes and see what God's able to do. I'll be honest with you. I don't like watching the news anymore. Amen. <laughs> hey I mean, it's bad. I mean, I, I, believe, I believe we ought to know what's going on in the world. I'm not saying that. I'll read it. You know, sometimes I'll flip it on and see what's going on. I'll kind of get the, what, whatever's happening. You know, I, 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 I understand that. But I, I'll tell you what. This world is a mess. It was a mess before what happened in Israel. i tell you what. It sure shows a lot, though, about America And about the universities in America today, here I go again. Of all these stupid, idiot university people that are saying Hamas, poor Hamas, they're butchers. You check your Bible out and see oftentimes when God had his people go go to war against nations. They leveled it. And now you've got these little sympathizers out there. They don't even sympathize, and they're just looking for some way to be a revolting. Evil. But you know what? I can still trust God. I look at, all, I mean, think about it. All over the world is a bunch of this garbage. And yet we today can have a peace in our heart. Because our God is in charge. And they can scream and yell and call call death out to us. Let me tell you something. Our God has a path. And our God has a sea that he can part and we can get across. And one of these days, you know what? All of those people that are are naysayers, have nothing to do with God. One of these days, they're going to stand before God. And God's going to part something else. The door of hell. And they'll be cast in forever and ever as the waters came upon Pharaoh and his gang and his people so will the fires of hell come upon Satan and his people it's real it's real number four the sea saw the protection of God the sea saw the protection of God it saw the people of God the purpose of God, the place of God and also the protection of God I'm sure Pharaoh thought, I got them now. <laughs> I got them now. Oh, I said, yeah, they can leave, but I've got them now. What are they going to do? Uh, Pharaoh, they're going to walk across on dry ground. That's what they're going to do. You know what God did? God protected them. More advice. Don't touch or hurt what God loves. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know. Don't touch me. Or well, the Bible tells me so. I'm glad he loves me today, aren't you? I just, I just, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling that we can be born again, a child of God, and know there's a heaven waiting us. But even while we're waiting, he takes good care of us. The protection of God. I think about Israel. Israel. God gave them a pillar of fire and a cloud. God was always watching over, even protection. But the sea saw something else too. It saw the power of God. You think about God parting the waters, but God held the waters back. When I was in Alaska with Brother Taylor and uh, his son Ryan, one day we decided to go fishing. You say, why did you want to go fishing when you're up there to hunt? We were hungry and we weren't killing anything. So we had fishing on this lake. And out the side of the lake was where all the water went out. And while we're, while we're fishing in the lake, it was fine. We're just kind of floating along. And all of a sudden we got to where it got kind of narrow and went into the, uh, like, like, a, uh, uh, like a river. And all of a sudden, the boat started, the boat, the canoe started really moving fast. And all of a sudden, Brother Taylor in his timid voice said, row, row, row as hard as you can. And we're sitting there, we put our, our, our pole, because just before that, I said, look down there. And down there in the rapids by the rapids just before the rapids must've been a hole or something and trout were jumping the mosquitoes are really bad up there and the trout were jumping and eating the mosquitoes I said look at them all I wanted to go right down there but I'm telling you what if I had if we had gone down there I don't know if I'd be here today Quit your smiling And all of a sudden, he's going, row! And man, I'm rowing, I'm going, rowing! Ryan, you're on. I'm rowing, man. We're rowing as hard as we could. And we're rowing to go back. And that that water is just pushing us forward into that. All we could do, finally, we got it turned a little bit. And when it turned a little bit, it flipped us around where we were facing, where we need to go. And we kept rowing and trying to get to the side. And we got into still water. But you could hear the roar of the rapids down below. Almost died. So when I think of God, he parted the waters, he just held them back too. And he didn't have to say, row! He just said, children, I got this. Go ahead, cross. You know, the hand of God, you say, well, I don't think God could do it with his hand. His hand spans the universe. You don't think he could span the sea? Oh, ye of little faith. The power. Power to wash away our sins. That's power. The power of creation of this world. Scientists are saying, we're finding new spots in the universe. And thinking, God already knows about them. You know, somebody said there's a black hole out there. And then they're talking about these other things, you know, they're they're getting these, these, these. Uh, waves come back in and they're finding out and they found an ugly face on, on Mars, I think. They said they were running across there and they found this thing. It looked like an ugly face. I'm not worried about that ugly face. I see it in church all the time, amen. <laughs> but they, they, they said, man, I don't worry about that, what's on Mars. I'm not worried about all that. I know there's a heaven and what we can see is just a little bitty part of what God created. That just makes me stop and think how big God is. And the power of God. I don't know the protection of God, but the power of God that he's able to hold back the waters. I'd have to say another piece of advice is this. Don't mess with God, period. Don't mess with God's power over Pharaoh. Pharaoh, strong leader. I'm Pharaoh. Nobody tells me what to do. Oh, wait a minute here. God's more powerful than you. You know, God's more powerful than Hamas God's more powerful than Biden but so is the kids in the nursery (laughs) yes I am in fact I don't think there's any in the nursery I think they're all sick so they're still more powerful (laughs) God's power over the predicaments What's what's your situation I don't know but I know this God's powerful more powerful than my situations. Amen. Hey, aren't you glad for that? He's more powerful. God has power over his people, too. God said, Pharaoh, you're going to die in that sea, but my people are going to come over. That They're not even going to have mud on their boots. <laughs> Isn't that something? Can you imagine with kids? I ain't never seen anything like that before. Look, I don't even have mud on my boots. Mommy, did you see that? Did you see those? Wa- don't you think it was probably scary at first? He walked in and said, I mean, how many times have they done that before? Never. They went on dry ground. They got to the other side. God has power. And then the last thing. And I said, we've talked about the people of God. The sea saw the purpose of God, saw the place of God, saw the protection of God, saw the power of God, but the sea saw the person of God. Last piece of advice, don't disobey God. Don't disobey God. When I think about him, three words describe our God. Omniscient means he knows everything. You're never going to tell God something, he's going to say, I didn't know that. He knows everything. I, I really think in the word of God, it says that it, it tells me that he's omnipresent. You know what that means? He's everywhere. Didn't we as kids? I know I did. Mom, how can God hear my prayers at the same time that some kid in China's praying? And mom would say this, God's everywhere. Oh, oh I to be a kid to believe, Mom, God's everywhere, isn't he? You say, explain that. Can't. I mean, I can't be everywhere. Sometimes I'm in places I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> right? He's everywhere. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I mean, he's at your house. He's at my house. He's everywhere. You say, well, how can we make God so personal? Because he's everywhere. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. And then the other word is omnipotent. It means he's all powerful. <laughs> Nothing too big for God. Nothing. So, well, you know, preacher, I I, I know somebody was really sick and they ended up dying. Why couldn't God heal them? Because God said, "I'm taking them home." I don't know about you, but I believe heaven's a lot nicer than my house. <laughs> Amen. I mean, my house gets 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 dirty. No, it never does. She never lets it happen. But you know what? My house falls apart. My septic pump went bad. Bought a new one. Guy put it in. Two weeks later, it quit. Got stones in it. How'd stones get in it? I don't know. I'm afraid it might be a broken pipe somewhere. But you know what? In heaven, there's no broken pipes. Well, guess what? In heaven, there's no septic tanks either. (laughs) I'm just glad the guy came over to fix it. He's down in there. I'm glad it was him this time and not me. I'm afraid if I crawled down in there, I wouldn't get back out. And you go, where's the preacher? He's kind of down in the dumps today. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't in my notes. But you know, I think about heaven. It sure sounds a lot better than my house. Heaven sounds a whole lot better than America in this whole world of well, these days, we rise to be with him. You know what's sad, though? We speak to God. We believe in God. And we pray to God. And then we do this. We doubt God. Well, I prayed, but <laughs> don't doubt him. He's God. He's God. The sea saw that. If the sea could talk to us, the sea would said, you know what? I saw, I, saw, I saw the people of God. Those are God's people. I believe the sea said, you know, I saw the purpose of God. I know why he did it. I, I saw the place of God. That was that Red Sea. I saw the protection of God. I saw that God took care of those people. I saw not the power of God, how that God held the waters back. The sea said, I couldn't believe it. We've never had it happen like this to us before. And here we are seesaw the person of God I believe the seesaw whose hands are holding the waters apart dare we ever doubt God we ought to believe him and, what, and when we're in the midst of troubles like Israel was let's remember what the seesaw let's pray Our Heavenly Father, simple little message this morning, but I believe powerful thoughts, statements that ought to be in our, our minds today, understanding how great you are. Never really thought about what the sea saw. Just thought it was kind of a neat little statement, but Lord, you put it in your word when we stop and think what it saw it saw some mighty important things help us mere human beings see what the seesaw today Lord I pray if there's somebody here this morning that's not saved that you'd save them that people would see what Jesus you could do about their sin you'd wash it away God, I pray you'll speak to hearts today. If there's someone not saved, they get saved. God, I pray for God's people this morning. In all of our circumstances, in all of our trials, in all of our troubles, may we just stop and think what the sea saw that day. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning that said, preacher, I'm afraid if I was to die, I'd I'd go to hell, that devil's hell. I couldn't tell you of a time that I trusted Christ as my Savior. Oh, I believe in God. So does the devil, by the way. I couldn't tell you of a time, place where I accepted Christ as my Savior. You may not know the exact date, but you ought to know when it was. I wonder if anyone here this morning said, Preacher, I couldn't tell you that. I'd like to sell that once and for all that I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, have a place in heaven someday. Folks, it's urgent. Now's the time. I wonder if anyone said, Preacher, that's me. I'd like to know I'm saved. Preacher, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone, this morning? Preacher, pray for me. I need to be sure I'm saved. Christian, this morning. Will you see what the sea saw? In your troubles, in your trials, just stop and think about it. Maybe you can say to yourself, I want to see what the seesaw. I gave you six things there. Let's do that. Let's do that today. Father, I pray you bless this invitation time, Lord, that your will be done. And, Lord, as we make some decisions, Lord, I I know in this room there's a lot of burdens and problems and troubles and trials. Lord, may we be a people that will just see what the seesaw. Rest the invitation time now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.